My name is Peggy Lowe, and my pronoun is she, her, hers. I'm the rector at St. Albans in Austin, Texas. This church is all about food and fellowship and outreach, and sharing the abundant love and grace of God with everyone who walks through our doors, particularly in the form of a loaf of bread. I was raised out of the Diocese of California from Grace Cathedral. When I was in the process of becoming a priest, I had to attend a discernment retreat at Bishop's Ranch. That involved going around to groups of three or four people, and then each group would ask a round of questions with a particular focus. The only question I remember is, if you were a room in the church, which room would you be? If you were a room in the church, which room would you be? I paused and turned the question over in my mind. Then I asked, can I be an object instead of a room? Sure, they said. I'd be the thurible. A thurible? Why a thurible? As a short person, I love that even when I can't see the people doing the things, I can still see the smoke, a tangible sign of our collective prayers rising into the air. As a thoroughfare, the part of the service I stressed out over was the point where we had to come in front of the altar, reverence the altar party and those behind them by bowing to them and then swing the thurible, and then turn around and reverence the congregation by bowing to them and swing the thurible. Typically, the offertory anthem would have ended by that time, so it's just silence. You're the only person who is moving. There is a lot of pressure at that moment to go quickly, to get it over with so that everyone can move on to the next part of the service. There is also a lot of self-consciousness on my part about taking up space and time in such a visible way. It took some time, no pun intended, for me to realize that this points to what we are called to do outside of Sunday mornings, outside of church. Taking up time and space in this moment was not only okay, it was important. Rushing through this part of the service by making short, abrupt bows or jerking on the chain of the thurible to shorten the arc of its swing would diminish the importance of these actions, of the people I was reverencing. So even though I felt like I was physically pushing against the flow of time, to carve out that space in front of the altar for God, I learned to slow down and to hold that space. Instead of feeling like people's eyes were on me, I prayed that they look through me and toward wherever God was pointing. That helped me let go of myself and feel the spirit flowing through me. As I lifted my eyes to the rafters, I dug my feet more firmly into the solid ground that is God. The thurible is an image I return to again and again because this is the discipline I'm still working on. As people say, this is why they call it practice. The thurible reminds me that engaging with the spirit requires, yes, my heart and soul and mind, and also my whole entire body. It requires me to be all in. It requires all of my senses, my eyes to follow the trail of smoke, my nose to gauge the balance between pieces of coal and nuggets of frankincense, and my ears to listen to the silence as the links of the chain clink against each other.
The thurible reminds me that it takes intention and practice to carve out that time and space to attend to the spirit and live out the fullness of our being, to be in the fullness of our being. Reverberation of the Spirit is a production of Trinity Episcopal Cathedral in Portland, Oregon. Music for this podcast was performed by Dr. Catherine Webb. For more information, go to www.trinity-episcopal.org.